Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy at home alone, uh, but not afraid of the wet bandits, more afraid of the wet willies. John Wayne, that's right, here I am. Uh, back again, still, in the, haven't, haven't left, uh, Wayne Manor, I'm back in the Library of Evil, like always, uh, in the East Wing, here with you, thank you for joining me today, um, especially, uh, you know, we're all stuck in the house, and you're, you have some time to listen to something, and I appreciate you listening to good old Uncle Johnny here, I, um, uh, currently, uh, have some coffee, I have a, a nice, nice heaping bowl of Grandpappy's Medicine, which I've been enjoying quite a bit, and I'm currently balls deep into a, uh, actually Coors Light Tall Boy right now, that's right, the Silver Bullet, folks, this is not branded content, uh, they can't, I, I, I can't be bought by them, but, um, you know, I surely could be schmoozed if the, you know, price was right, but anyway, now, I've just been, uh, as as I know, I've seen a lot of people talk about and post and stuff lately. People are just hanging out, drinking at their houses. Um, and I've been doing a lot of podcasting, which I'll talk all tell you all about here. Uh, but I've been I I've just been uh, on this steady Coors Light drinking tall boy experience lately. Um, and you know, and it's it's uh the, today I was like yeah I think, you know I feel like having one of those instead of a topo. I went to get my topo, and I was like no I'm gonna have a Coors Light Silver Bullet. Uh, it was calling me, and I feel like it was the right choice. So here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Mm. A little ASMR for you. But anyway, um, yeah, so before we get too far, I want to give a mad, crazy, ridiculous shout-out to uh, a new Patreon supporter. Uh, Dave's not here, man, but you know who is here? David D. Bernard. Uh, Baradinas, that's Barra not gonna work here anymore. That's for sure. No, Dave is a awesome, awesome guy. I met him in uh, Charlotte this past last year at at uh, Days of the Dead, and I very much enjoyed talking with him. He's an awesome dude for sure. Uh, Dave, I love you, man. I'm coming for you in September. We're putting a little thing together. Me and Dave's gonna bring me up to a horror uh, event at his college that he's putting together. But more on that later. But Thank you so much, Dave, for helping out uh, your old your old buddy here and uh, anybody else. If you want to check out my Patreon, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and uh, look at the tiers. You can there's all kinds of cool stuff that I give away with each tier. But with any uh, any tier that you're on, you get access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast. Bo -bo -bo boner bonus. Boing, 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 boing. Yeah, I'm losing my mind if you can't tell. Um. Yeah, and that comes out every week as well, and that is where I actually am, you know, I'm talking to somebody, not myself, uh, and I talk to the people who I, I know, uh, other authors and people, other artists on the road, uh, and which brings me to, to this. So check out, check it out. That also comes out every week. If you're a Patreon supporter, you can leave a one-time donation if you'd like as well. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Uh, thank you so much. But uh, yeah, like this week, you know, speaking of... Um, whatever the hell we were just speaking of uh i've i've been uh you know stuck in here and the awesome dude for life podcast you know i i released one this lot this uh when you listen to this like the last one i did i did by myself uh is just kind of like a dialogue of me you know just kind of thinking out loud and trying to figure out what to do and trying to set up a plan and not getting depressed about it and, and not uh letting this kind of get me down 
And so, um, you know, in that one, I promised like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a way around this. I'm going to do things. And I did, uh, you know, of course, this is like the obvious, obvious thing that you're probably like, John Wayne, were you some kind of idiot? Yes, the answer is yes. But um, I think that I was so focused on doing live record like recording um interviews with uh and, and they're not even really interviews they're conversations with uh these these other artists and friends while i'm out of town that i kind of i, I almost got like a tunnel vision there and i i didn't even allow myself to consider the possibility of doing a you know skype conversation or some kind of other uh you know software that you know you can talk back and forth to each other on and record uh, it just didn't it's not like I didn't know it was possible. I mean, that's how a lot of people do their shows. Mr. Frank from Bazong shouts out Bazong. Check out, check it out. Bazong, the weird uh, and bizarro fiction podcast. Mr. Frank's holding it down every week, just like myself, every Monday. And uh, I've done the job, uh, the show, many the job. I've done the job myself. I've done the show many times with Mr. Frank, and it's uh, through Skype. But I just never. It just. It's like the idea occurred to me because I was so focused on live, live, live. Um, and I finally was just like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And and I reached out to, uh, or actually, I, you know, it was really fortuitous. Um, Wesley Southern reached out to me uh, a couple days ago just uh, just to check in, just saying, hey, how you guys holding up down there? You doing all right? Uh, stand up, gentlemen. A gentlemanly thing to do. Very, very cool. And I was like, yeah, man, I appreciate it. We chatted for, uh, you know, back and forth for a little bit. And I was like, hey, man, do you want to? Uh, do a Skype podcast with me later? And he was like, yeah. So we set up the time. Uh, I, I got on here and, you know, did some giggling, googling, and looked around how to make sure I had everything set up uh, right to get the best kind of, you know, recording and sound quality that I could get. And, you know, it uh, first one with, was with Wes there, and it went awesome. It was a, a great, great conversation. And not only... You know, I, I, I'm going to say I recommend this to anybody out there, even if you're not doing a podcast uh, or recording it for any reason, just me talking for like we talked for almost an hour and a half, I think. And there's like the, you know, hour and 10 minutes of it. That's the podcast because there's stuff we just of us just chatting. But it it made me feel so much better, like it, it was, uh, it's undescribed. It was like night and day, honestly. That's what I needed. But I need to, you know, I've talked about it before, my social battery. I got to get out there. I got to talk to people. I have to interact with my friends. Um, and, you know, being so deprived of that lately has been, you know, just a, just tough. It really has. So uh, when I did that, I was like, oh, man, this is the shit. And so I immediately got on. I'll just reveal a couple guests coming up. Uh, I did one with Max Booth the third, and then I also talked to uh, my good buddy Danger Slater out there in Portland. Uh, we, which was great, because we haven't like conversed like with actual voices in quite a while. It's just like messages back and forth, you know. And man, I can't tell you how good it was uh, to have all of those conversations. Uh, and it really, you know maybe to cliche, but buoyed my spirits, if you will. And I intend to, uh, you know, continue doing this throughout the entire week here as much as I can. And, I, you know, I'll stockpile them or whatever, but mostly to be a little bit selfish, it's, it's, it's you know, going to mostly be for me just to have, you know, conversation, just to feel normal again. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're feeling really detached, it might be 
uh, something to check out, just fucking put Skype on your phone or your computer and video call somebody that lives in another state that you don't get to see all the time. Uh, one of your Facebook friends or something. I don't know your grandma who fucking cares, but I'm saying like it, it really helped me out a lot. And I think that not only that, it shows through in these conversations that, that we had, um, you know, because these are not just, I'm not doing interviews on that show. It's not like I'm like, yes, sir, where are you from? And how, it's, it starts, it, they all start off with me, like just, we're talking and then I have to kind of steer it back on course to, you know, talk about what, what this person is doing in their career and in their art right now. But man, we just talk about whatever. And it's so awesome. I talked with Wes for, I think like a good solid chunk in that middle of that podcast it's 25 minutes or 30 minutes of us just talking about guitars and guitar pedals and it was awesome so that's the kind of stuff that uh you know i'm doing i mean i'm not trying to harp on patreon or anything but those will be they will be in their entirety on my patreon account but i am like i have been doing i'm going to drop uh, a segment of the interview i did with wes here uh, on this podcast here coming up so that you can you know, get a little taste of it and, and, and learn about Wes and check him out, uh, regardless of whether you are able to listen to it on Patreon or not. So, uh, look for a lot of, I'm going to be doing a lot of those. I, I really, it really did me well. And I think it's, it's good for the podcast. Uh, also it's diff it's different. It's almost a little, it's almost a little, it's not, I don't want to say it's better, but it's not, not better. You know what I'm saying? Between it being live or versus me sitting at the computer. Sitting here at the computer, it's very controlled. The environment's controlled. Uh, I have, you know, I can tweak the level. We can do whatever we need. Whereas when, out in that open environment, when I'm using the Zoom to record, you know, there, I've had some challenges with audio and, and quality. And I know some people probably are like, yeah, dude, get it together. And I'm doing my best. Like I, uh, you know, it, I'm doing my best with it, but I have gotten better and figured some other things out. So when I go back to use it after this, it'll be better for sure. But it's like, a, you know, it's it's still it's still good is what I'm trying to say. It's it's not better or worse. It's different. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's doing my heart good, everybody. So so, yeah, those will be up there and, and going uh, for sure. But aside from that, it's just been nothing, like nothing going on. We're all in the same fucking boat. You know, you can't go, can't do anything. The gym is closed. Every bar and restaurant is closed. Um, good thing for these silver bullets. You know, we, we have a corner store that you think other things are open. And uh, it's and it's not like a whole lot of things are closed. I mean, I guess there are, but they it's not the way like the media paints the portrait of it like a you know we've just shuttered up all the towns and cities and you know there's a dust bowl out there or something but no it's just like some things are closed down and it sucks and it's an inconvenience and and all that kind of shit but it's it's worse for the people working and all that kind of stuff but i guess i, I was talking to uh uh my dad on the phone earlier my father and we I was telling him, you know, it kind of reminds me of, well, the only thing I have to compare it to is hurricanes. When when we have hurricanes here, like when Hurricane Harvey hit, you know, a couple of years ago and everything was utterly fucked. Everyone was affected by that in the entire city. And things were shut down because, you know, there was damage. There was flooding. There was mass massive power outages, um, you know, all this kind of hype and, and, and panic was a was a in a just in a different light you know not like this this is so strange 
uh, or it's like a jarring difference to me because I'm used to having the, I've not used, nobody's used to it, but I'm familiar with having to stay at home uh, during a, a, a weather emergency. Many times I've had to do it during Hurricane Ike. And I think I've told on this podcast, I was without power in my house that I used to live in for 19 days straight. Uh, so, you know, that was a, a thing here uh, at this at the, at Wayne Manor currently when Hurricane Harvey hit, you, you know, if you were lis- if you listened way back then, you know, my neighbor's tree fell across our yard, our backyard and, and just completely destroyed my shed and ripped the power line out from our house. So everybody had power basically but us. So, but we, you know, we, our neighbors were awesome. They ran extension cords from their houses over to ours so we could plug things in and we had fans and TV and stuff and it was great. And, uh, but, but that's so, it's so different because you're just, you're still stuck. You know, nothing is, like I said, you can't go to the grocery store if you want. Now you can, they're doing stuff like, you know, they're only letting so many people in the store. They have a lot of people wiping stuff down. And it's, you know, you may have to wait in line for a little while, but you can still go to the store. You can still drive anywhere. It's not like the roads are closed. Um, it's just, not, there's nothing to, that you can do. And that's what makes it so weird for me. I don't know how many other people have had to have a situation like that where you're, you know, have some kind of weather catastrophe that happens in your area and there's, you know, you're forced to stay home because of that, the aftermath of that. Um, you can understand a little better about, about what I'm trying to say, because the things are limited, but it's like you you accept that it's limited because you know that, you know, we got to rebuild this shit. People are rebuilding and all this kind of stuff. Now, it's just kind of like, when are we going to get our shit back? You know, which is pretty selfish, I guess. But I, I don't think that I'm uh, alone within that thought. You know, people are pretty much like, all right. Give me my shit back. You know, I'm ready. Fine. You made your point. I stayed home for two and a half days. Uh, you know, and I, I know we got to take this thing seriously. And, and I understand that. Uh, but the but that that's what the, the difference between those two experiences are. Being home because of a catastrophe weather-wise versus being home because, you know, you have to avoid getting sick. Not, and that's another fucking twist in the nuts there. You're not even sick. You know, it's not like if you're sick, if you have symptoms, you're not allowed to leave your house. Like nobody, you, you're perfectly healthy and you have to stay in your house. And there's not an ankle bracelet that beeps when you go too far. You just, you can go as far as you want. Ain't shit to do. You know, that's what the thing, that's what makes it all kinds of, kind of just fucked. And it's also weird because it's the whole, it's the whole world basically. But to look at it from our, my perspective, just in the, you know, America and our country, in our country, um, when a hurricane hits here in Houston, it doesn't necessarily affect the rest of the country in any great uh, way. I mean, it affects it, just certain industries and, and deliveries and things like that, yes. But this is like the whole fucking shit. We're all in like uh, kind of the same boat, really, it feels like. You know, nobody has their shit that they can do. It's not like, well, you still have our bars. No, you don't, bitch. You don't have anything. You know, we don't have nothing. So... That that's the things that are on on my mind uh, this week. That's why those Skype calls and those uh, you know conversations for those podcasts really, really, truly did uh, you know make me feel a lot better about the situation and about everything. So, like, so 
I mean, other than that, like I said, there's not really, I usually run down my week, but I've been doing a lot of writing and playing a lot of guitar and smoking a bunch of weed, like always. Don't worry. I've kept up my uh, strict regiment. Um, but that's it, man. But what I'm going to do right now is, uh, as I as I mentioned before, I'm going to drop in a piece of my interview, uh, my real, my conversation with uh, author Wesley Southard. Uh, I'm going to put it right here. If you dig it and check it out uh, and you like it, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and hear the whole interview plus all the other episodes that are up there. So let's talk to Wes right now. We knew each other like internet wise for a while yeah. before we'd actually met IRL at, in real life, as as the kids say. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to I, I want the first time we met in real life was a killer con, was it not? Was that uh, it was it it was a scares like two weeks that's, before. That. OK, that's it. Yeah. That was yeah. I was trying yeah. to remember like which scares like it came first, the chicken or the egg. But yeah, now I remember. So that was there. And then two weeks later, that's right. We got to like really kick it at KillerCon. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, your your wife, speaking of her, uh, your wife went and got us like beer and shit. Like she went on the beer. Oh, run yeah. Tour. She was like she was like Edward Lee's favorite person. She she got him a whole 12 pack of Heineken and brought it to him. He was so happy. <laughs> yeah, she was doing beer runs and food runs for everybody. She brought us a case of Lone Star Light to the table, and I was nice. lighted. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's but but that was cool to, to to get to see each other. I think in that close of a gap, you know, so yeah. first meeting and then getting like more to know each other and shit. Uh, because you know, you're a pretty awesome dude, I think, and uh, oh, an excellent man. You are too. And stuff. Thanks, man. And uh, I see you on here doing shit all the time. You're on Keen's podcast a lot, talking about stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. you just had, um, a very cool, uh, collection come out, right? What, what was that one through Death's Head? Uh, yeah, Death's yeah, Press. yeah. That was, uh, Death's Head Press. That was, uh, Resisting Madness collected short fiction. With that cover, that's just killer. Oh, dude. Absolutely. That cover, that cover, man. Justin, Justin T. Coons just absolutely obliterated that cover, man. It was, it's, it's phenomenal. Like I, I look at it all the time and I'm just like, man, I cannot believe that this is the cover for my book. Like I've wanted to cover like this for so long and, and it's just, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. He ripped it, man. It looks so good. And uh, then he did that other one for, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Wiley's book. Uh, Wiley's book that comes out this, uh, I think it's this coming Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. For the magpie coffin. Yeah. That, that cover again, is just, Justin, Justin is phenomenal, and and Justin's artwork reminds me so much of um, Alex McVeigh's artwork. I mean, he 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 to me like it, those two those those two guys just their artwork is just phenomenal. And yeah, Justin Justin is on the up and up right now, and I'm so happy for him. He he absolutely deserves the success he's having right now. Oh, of course, dude. Especially with with work like that. Yeah. So and then uh, also, did I, I believe I was I watched this unboxing that you did where you. It, it was released as a hardback as well recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through Thunderstorm, man. Like I, I've, I've, I, my dude, my, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of old hardcovers and new hardcovers. And like before I got married, I was, I, I had spent so much money on books through PayPal that like PayPal had to like cut me off because I was just <laughs> buying too many damn books. So yeah, I, it's always been a dream of mine to to work with the small press, like hardcover publishers, and just to be able to work with Thunderstorm not once but twice now has just been a dream come true. 
Hell yeah. What else did they put out of yours? Uh, they did uh, Resisting Madness and One for the Road. One for the Road. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, excellent, dude. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I saw that video. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You opening it up and shit. Well, oh. I did. I did an unboxing one for for one for the road, but I I actually didn't end up posting it because that was technically my first signed limited hardcover. And as I was as I was recording it, like I was just crying my eyes out, and I was like, I can't post this. <laughs> like I just oh, sound like dude, a blubbering we, mess. We would have seen the real you, <laughs> nah, man. Everyone would have loved it. Yeah. Uh, look at him. He's crying. What a bitch. I mean, no, uh, dude, that's I bitching, so, man. Was, yeah. That's bitching. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm stoked about both of those, man. Like I, I hope to keep to keep up with more sign limited stuff. It's just it's so cool. Like I like I said, I've got probably a thousand sign limited hardcovers in my office. And I just yeah. I just love pulling them out and looking at them and, and they're just they're so beautiful. And just to know that like I'm like a little little piece of me is is in there is this really cool. Yeah, there's something just uh, intangible about, you know, uh, and I, I talked about this before about about holding books and holding records and that tactile kind of yeah thing. It, it's in the connection that you get. It's it's not it's like gossamer or whatever you you know, it's it's not necessarily tangible, but um, we know that feeling like. Yeah. Uh, and that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, unofficially, Uncle Johnny might, you know, in a couple months have a be, be on your shelf in one of those as well. Who knows? All we'll, that. See. we'll see. I did post a little teaser video. No, that's very uh, cool. no, no, uh, no spoilies. But yeah, <laughs> that it is a cool feeling. I was like, yeah, hey, cool. Um, uh, signing but, signing signature sheets is so, so cool. Like I. I just doing the first one, man, like it was just it was such a weird feeling. And as I was finished, as soon as I was done, I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, I kind of want to do more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, I am, um, you know, me being me, I, I, of course, love to sign my name, you know, all about yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, it was fun. I, I like because I like to draw my signature and be all, you know, kooky yeah. with it and stuff. And then I did that. uh time-lapse video i thought that was kind of fun to show um signing them yeah but it's fun it's like what is my life when like you get a fucking first class thing to your house that's like sign these and send them straight to the printer and don't yeah. you know, spare the mustard yeah. it goes. <laughs> you know you're like what the fuck am i doing i'm signing my name like 45 times and then send you know it's it's uh it's awesome it's it's crazy. yeah it was it was so. funny for one for the road i um so just they give you a line where you're supposed to sign and I signed way too far on the left side of the page and then like half of that line is still empty. So I, I think a lot of the ones for one for the road look kind of goofy because my signature is like way off to the side. But then I purposely made sure that when I was signing the ones for, for resisting madness that I was like, okay, start away from the edge and then work toward the middle because right now everything's way too far off to the side. So I was like, this is going to look goofy. Ah, who cares, dude? It's like, yeah. uh, it's like part of it, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I got one where he fucking signed it on the right hand side. Man. He must have been towards <laughs> yeah. the end, you know? Those, yeah. those kind of things are cool, I think. I like, uh, I like yeah. little touches like that. But, um, but anyway, you know, we are fucking balls deep in this quarantine situation here, uh, going on, um, which I alluded to earlier with, um, I did a podcast last week where or I just talked earlier this week where I just talked about, man, I'm fucking stuck inside yeah. and, uh, that sucks and yeah, you guys are in the same boat oh the the uh yeah and um sorry um uh, fucking you got me all high here dude taking bong rip. <laughs> it's 
but we're we're stuck in here. What what are you doing? What have you guys been doing um, lately to to do? Because to me, it's not that much different than my normal than has been my normal life since November. Yeah. I'm basically sitting here in the Library of Evil, toiling away at my doings, and uh, I, I generally stay home. But what sucks is that there's no you can't go anywhere even if you want to, and have the option yeah. taken away. I think is what sucks the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get bored kind of sitting at home a lot. That's that's what's been hard the last couple of days for me is just like just being at home. Just I mean, I like being at home to work and, and write and stuff, but I also like get bored enough to where I'm like, let's just go to Target and just kind of see if we need anything, you know, and yeah, we can't even really house. do that. But but I, I've only I've only been out of the house like twice in the last like three days and twice was to the post office to send books out and then once to Target to get a couple of uh, food items. But yeah, I I worked all the way. I worked from Monday to Wednesday until I got home Wednesday, and then they let us know that we weren't going to be coming back in till the end of the month. So, yeah, Damn. just uh, yeah, I know it's it's, it's, it's I don't know. Is it just uh, like, un- no pay un- or what? Unfortunately, not. Uh, I had wow. to go on un- yeah, I had to go on unemployment, so it's it's pretty brutal. Mm. Um, unless unless something changes, and they let us know that when we come back, and I'm kind of hoping something does change with that, but who knows. Uh, but no, like I've just been the last couple of days, I've just been, uh, doing second draft edits on the novel that I'm working on and reading Chris Triana's new book, uh, gone to see the river man, which is fantastic by the way. I'm about three quarters of the way through. So I'm like dying to know how this ends. Yeah. I, um, uh, have got, I got it, but I was, I'm about to start. I'm anxious to start it, yeah. but I just, finished yeah, it's, the book, so. it's, it's weird. Cause like, I don't, I don't ever read eBooks. Like I, 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 I'm not one of the people that likes to read ebooks. I prefer like a solid paperback or hardcover in my hand. I just, that's how I like, I, I like it. But mm. since this is the only way we can read it, I have an Amazon fire tablet that I've read it on. And I'm like, this is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be like, as far as just reading on like a tablet. So mm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I really like the book a lot. I think Chris is just immensely talented. And like, as soon as he puts something out, I'm like, all right, I've got it that's the thing I'm reading right now. Like I have to drop whatever I'm reading to start reading this. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, there's, there's no, uh, secret that I, I loved. I love myself some Christopher Triana, oh, yeah. um, as we have helped each other score four touchdowns in one game together. <laughs> um, we actually have a text that, uh, text chain. That's not a chain. It's just us. But, uh, our text conversation is every day, just, uh, either married with children quotes or Simpsons quotes. And it's every day we talk. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, if I don't hear, like, if I don't get a, you know, a, a message that says like a fat woman came into the shoe store today, uh, you know, for a couple days, I start to get worried. You know, I got to fucking call around the hospitals up there in Connecticut and shit. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's how it was whenever I moved out here. My buddy and I back home were real big into like the Judd Apatow, like Seth Rogen comedies of like the mid 2000s. So like almost every day we were just quoting, you know, super bad and 40 year old version back and forth for like months and months. And then we haven't done that in a while. So I'm kind of bummed. Gotta start back up, dude. Now's yeah, I know we should. Pull yeah, some, we like, should. Pull, do some deep cuts. Those oh, yeah. deep cuts first, and he'll be like, "Oh shit, it's on, <laughs> dude." I, I, yeah. This used to be so good. Why did we ever stop? Right, right. But um, so, so anyway, I guess we got away from that. Are you guys doing anything in the house now to to pass the time? Any games or any fucking uh, just just? Are you uh, just revising right now? Uh, just TV? working on the book right now. I uh, I 
I uh, downloaded the free week of DC Universe, that app that has all the the DC comics shows and stuff. Yeah. And not because I necessarily want to watch like anything big on there, but they've got that Harley Quinn uh, co- uh, cartoon on there. And any other time, I wouldn't honestly give a shit about it. But I watched two episodes of it at a friend's house, and it is fucking hysterical. Like it is so dirty and so raunchy and so like wrong. Really? And I was like, I have to, I like, I have to do whatever I can to actually watch the last like 10 episodes of the season. Cause it is hysterical. So yeah, I got that for like a week free. So as soon as like, as soon as I finish episode 13, I'm going to go cancel it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's fantastic. Is that uh did you watch any of that doom patrol? That's I was kind of interested in watching. Some no, other. no, I've heard good things about it, but I, I haven't, I haven't seen that. No, I, I just, I don't have the money to pay for this thing right now. So I'm just yeah, going to yeah. keep it until like Monday and then I'm like by day five and I'm just going to cancel it. So yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I hear you on that. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's up with this book you're working? Can you talk about that right now? Like what yeah, you're advising, yeah. how that's going, what, what are we, what are we working with here, man? What, give us the dirt, give us the hot goss, please. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a novel called Cruel Summer. Um, I think I'm stuck with that title. I, I haven't been able to quite figure out a better title than that. So I think I'm just going to stay with that one. But uh, it's uh, it's about 70,000 words. Uh, I just finished it a few weeks ago and I'm in the, you know, like I said, balls deep in, in second draft edits on it. Um, it's about a, a woman and her son going down to Florida um, with her abusive boyfriend, and they're going to try to go on this vacation and try to rekindle their relationship because she wants her son to have a father, and she wants him to be a better person instead of you know a prick. Mm. But when they get down there, he kind of goes overboard with his, with his abusiveness, and they end up uh, more or less – beating the shit out of him and throwing him overboard off a boat. And they think that they're finally rid of him, but turns out they're not rid of him and supernatural things ensue and basically take over his body. And he basically wreaks hell on this Island that they're staying on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot more, I think, a, maybe a lot more mainstream horror than I, what I've written in the past. Cause it seems like a lot of the stuff I've written is very, I don't know, maybe more toward the extreme side. Yeah. I think this one's a lot more mainstream, I think, but even though there is still a lot of dark, like fucked up stuff that happens in it, but um, I'm really, really, really happy with the way this one came out. I'm so excited. Um, I'm, I'm really ready to, to just be done with it so I can get it to the pre-readers and, and to the possible publisher. And yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait for this one to come out. I was just about to ask things. So you can't like really talk about who's putting it out or who no, put no, it out right have, now. I don't, just I don't have anybody specifically going to be putting it out yet, but I have somebody that's going to be looking at it. Mm. Um, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I, I really want to do it with this particular press, like really, really bad. So yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it does pan out. Well, I'm sure we'll see it regardless, but uh, yeah, I, um, let me ask you this. Are there any sharks in this book? You mentioned the boat. <laughs> uh, can you answer that without spoiling anything? Um, I mean, there are, but it's not, it's that's, that's the one thing I wanted to definitely get across is it's definitely not like a shark attack book. Like it's not one of those, like, mm. I don't know, like I, those are fine. That's just not, that's not what I, that's not what this is. Um, but yeah, I mean, there definitely are sharks there, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not that type of book. Like it's not a focus on, uh, 
on that type of thing. But yeah, it's oh, there goes my phone. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool, man. Like I, I I can't I can't wait for people to read this thing. I'm so excited by it. Fuck yeah, man! I can't wait to read it too. But the the reason I ask is because, um, I. I've been thinking lately and like about and I watched a shark movie. I watched a couple of shark movies because I, I was writing a story that had some shark stuff in it. So I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of get myself in the, the mindset for this. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna write the shark thing. And uh, I realized that probably one of the only things that I'm honestly st- scared of are fucking sharks, dude. Yeah, they're fucking real. They're big. <laughs> Yeah, we we shouldn't be out there. We should not be in the ocean. That's where they live. Of course, yeah. they should attack us if we're out there. Shame on you for going out there. I say, but I but I've watched these couple of movies and I'm just like I've I watched so much crazy horror shit, you know. And you can yeah. relate the same thing. And then I'm watching this movie and my asshole is clenched so fucking tight. <laughs> yeah, because of these fucking sharks. And I'm just like, what is wrong with me? I I'm not even. I mean, I'm close to the the. I mean, in in Houston here, the Library of Evil is you know nay forty minutes from the coast. You could say, but that's mm-hmm. too close for comfort even for me. Sometimes I'm like, can they get wow. up this far? You know, these yeah. fucking sharks. That's the only thing that really scares me. Not in like a Sharknado way, but yeah, in like the actual, yeah, no, no, like, totally, yeah, in the fucking water way. It yeah terrifies me. Sorry, um, do you do you never do you not go to the beach? Are you not a beach guy? Well, here's the thing about me, Wes. I'm not really what you would call an outside guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. If it has to do with being outside, I'm probably not going to be doing it. Uh, if I have to be waiting in line also, you're in no danger of me being outside waiting in line to do anything. Um, so but Disney, no, I, so like <laughs> Disney World is out of the out of the question then. Oh, man, that's like, uh, you know what? I did go to <laughs> Universal studios uh years ago with my ex-wife because she she worked out of orlando so i got i went down there and we fucking went and that was badass but there weren't it was like early i don't know it wasn't as as liney but uh you know i could give her i i could you get enough bong hits in me or something you know maybe i'll feel like going to the the park but camping (laughs) no no camping don't i'm not riding a bike you shouldn't even you shouldn't be riding bikes like you shouldn't be out in the ocean with the sharks you know yeah um i'm not doing anything <laughs> like that <laughs> i'm not going fishing i'm not going hunting hell yeah that was awesome to talk to west for there a little bit so be sure to check him out uh wesley southard um at all of his places he talked about and uh you know i look forward to that new book coming out uh because i know it'll be out soon so moving right along um uh, I think we'll go into our three-card tarot reading of the day. As uh, as you know or may not know, I uh, do a three-card tarot reading on myself before the show where I just write down the thoughts and things that are going through my head and uh, then look at them under the uh, prism of what the cards represent. If you like that kind of stuff, I also do a daily uh, card card of the day reading on my Instagram, which is at John Wayne is dead, and then it goes directly to the John Wayne is dead YouTube channel after that so you can catch up or you know, look at the whole week as, as one whole and put it together. That's kind of fun too. So, um, this week, my thoughts, uh, as I was shuffling up the old cards here and, uh, getting ready, um, I was thinking my thoughts have been, uh, focusing on staying positively motivated, which, you know, I think a lot of us can relate with in this current situation, uh, keeping focus, patience, uh, balance and keeping a level head. And that means just for me, not, uh, 
not having mood swings and, and taking out frustration in other ways because I'm, you know, upset with the situations, uh, you know, I've been ups upset with the situation to an extent where I feel like I need to act out because I'm a child, apparently. Uh, that's that's one thing I seem to figure out about myself every week. Uh, so, again, this is uh, interesting. All of the cards in the reading today were in the reverse position. I think that happened last week or the week before. I'm not sure, but uh, interesting. So, get a hold of the silver bullet there. So, first card I got. <clears throat> the Hermit Reversed. So the Hermit Reversed is a card of isolation, loneliness, and withdrawal. Um, this this card, when it's in this position, you can look at it as, as you're not taking enough time for self-reflection. Uh, like Kind of like stopping and taking time to re reflect on not only, you know, your accomplishments or progress or whatever, but to really reflect on yourself and, and what your values and, and things are like that. I think sometimes we get moving too fast and we don't even think about those things. Um, but uh, it says, it's, look into your inner being to rediscover your greatest, your greater purpose. You might, oh, this is kind of what I just said. You might be too busy with everyday shit. You've forgotten, you've forgotten to listen to your inner voice or, or you've just kind of tuned it out. Uh, in some way, like that inner voice coming from, like we've talked about, that intuition, subconscious, you know, high priestess place, unaffected inside. Um, so look deep to find your way again and, and fo focus on building yourself from a spiritual level. And I think, you know, what that means for, you know, at least to speak for myself, and that's all I'm doing is speaking from my own perspective here uh, with these cards, if you're new to the cast um, the cast? What am I, a fucking idiot? The podcast. Um, it's uh, bu building like your spiritual self for me has just been like um, I've been making sure to meditate every day, even for like five minutes or whatever. I, I I'm re uh, reading this um, one of my chaos magic books that I got for Christmas. I can't remember which which one it is, and why would I? Because I'm that prepared in the other room but there's some exercises in there that I was like I'm going to do these to kind of like keep my mind focused and and it really helps to take that kind of quiet to yourself uh for a few minutes every day it, it just kind of stay yourself and kind of that's when you can open up to listen to your inner voice that kind of thing uh so it's that's kind of what I've been working on as far as that's concerned um this also says <laughs> this one was, was kind of funny for me because of the current predicament uh, you may be taking isolation too far, becoming an actual hermit. <laughs> uh, I know that we're stuck in this situation now where we can't leave our houses, but as far as this is going, it's also it's telling you to make sure we don't connect, uh, we don't cut off our relationships with our friends and family. It's important that we, that we stay connected right now, which I think, uh, which I touched on earlier when I said just just talking to my friends like that on Skype for a podcast was so so uplifting, and I didn't realize how crucial it was until I you know did it uh it was like oh dummy get get with it uh so yeah don't cut off your friends and and, and you know don't be so absorbed in yourself that you know you let that cut people out as well we we can't go to each other's houses or bar whatever now we can't have a party but let's make sure I I'm going to make sure I don't, I don't cut off my friends you know isolate to the extent where I'm not even 
reaching out or texting to say hi or, or whatever, or liking a Facebook post, even something like that, you know, you can really cut yourself off. And then what happens is, you know, and I talk about this sometimes in the card of the day readings, when you cut those people out and you isolate yourself, you know, they're not going to be there when you need them. You know, they're there now for you, you know, if you need them, they're your friends, they're your support system, whatever. Uh, but if they, you know, you can only ice somebody out so, so many times or for so long before they're like, why do I care so much about you again? You know, and, and that may not be your intention. So it's communication is very important. Uh, if you need to be alone for a, a few days, that's fine. You know, but let it be known that that's what you're doing. And so people aren't like, God, what a bitch. Not fucking kind of me. I can't buy my text, you know. Oh. And that's what I think. Um, Next card, uh, the three of wands also reversed. So this is card of uh, playing small lack of foresight and unexpected delays. So this card says that growth and expansion are available to you right now, but you're, you may be playing it stay safe and staying in a comfort zone. Uh, by doing that, you're closing yourself off from growth and limiting potential. And it's time to break out of this mode. So, you know, I look at that as uh, another thing that I talk that I've talked about in the, the cards of the day recently is like adversity, obstacles, struggle. All of these things are, are, are essential things because they uh, you grow from them. You grow and learn, hopefully, you know. But that's that's the you know what you're the desired effect, I guess, of those. But but it's like you have to go through things to grow and learn, and then you won't get tripped up by it again, or you'll learn that you don't even have to go that way, or whatever it is. You know, um, I lost my place here. So if we're, if you're just playing everything safe, if you found like a groove, that's a comfort zone and you're, it's just a home run every time when you're in that groove might be time to shake it up a little bit. I, I think that coming from a writing perspective to speak from my, from my own point of view on this, I think that it is easy to uh, just kind of slip into a comfort zone in your writing. Always fall back on the one thing. Yeah, I go just throw this kind of thing in there, or I know that if I send this here, it's gonna fucking play well. Or uh, this is a get, you know, what whatever it may be. It might just be stylistically. It might have anything to do with like your actual uh product or or the con or the quality of of what you're doing, but you're not growing, you know, and that's why I hear a lot. You'll, you'll hear a lot like other writers will tell you read out of your comfort zone because it's, you know, read, read, read. If you want to be a better writer, well, write, but you also need to read, 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 read all kinds of shit. And that's why like I've been since like, I, I read all the time anyway, but you know, now everyone's kind of trapped at home and we're, you know, making it's uh, it's kind of cool that more attention is being brought to people like, well, read a book while you're home. Uh, but I've been trying to challenge myself to read different things that aren't just horror or, you know, or weird horror. You know, uh, I, I if I wanted to, I could read Bentley Little all day and night from, you know, chill the end of time, start the catalog over when I'm done, you know. Uh, but if I do that, I, I feel like I'm not going to grow. I, you know, it's going to it's awesome and he's great, but it's not going to help me to grow as a writer or even as a around a well-rounded individual uh in my opinion so like now i'm like i picked a, a up a book that i read uh before mostly and I, I don't remember a lot of it so 
I'm reading it again. It's called the the Corporation. I've talked about it before. It's by T.J. English. It's about the Cuban mafia back uh, running numbers in Union City, New Jersey, after the Bay of Pigs and all that kind of stuff settled down. Uh, the aftermath of that and all the mafia type Cuban mafia stuff that went on there. I'm, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So this is like uh, already, you know, reading it, I'm like, wow. You know, you could tell it's not my usual horror stuff. I'm like, okay, this is a little bit more clinical because it's, it's real. It's you know facts. So. Uh, you know, and that helps, it ha does help in your writing because there'll be characters that you can use th those kind of things that you learn from, you know, reading out of your comfort zone for. So you, it all serves as a a way to grow and get better, I think. And, and just, just be careful. We just want to be careful not to limit ourselves, you know, limit our potential. Just uh, if that's, you know, maybe you think you're too comfortable in something right now, think about changing it up, just whatever. <clears throat> Um, also this said, uh, you may have started on your journey, but you're experiencing delays, creative blockages. Uh, you're, so you're frustrated and questioning why you even did this in the first place. But, um, oh, I just kind of, uh, <laughs> I'm so stupid. This is pretty much what I just f talked about a second ago. Uh, these are essential to your growth. So, you know, don't, but don't let these things weigh you down. Basically don't quit because you hit some hard time, hard obstacle. Uh, on your path, you know, stick to it. It's worth doing. It's worth the the hard stuff now, so you'll learn, and uh, it won't be hard anymore. Um, but also look for like, don't. This card is saying like uh, to watch out for overcommitting yourself. Uh, you know, think when you do that, it turns you'll become not you're not adequately adequately prepared for everything, uh, all that kind of stuff. So. <clears throat> Break, break your tasks down uh, into kind of like achievable things, small achievable goals within that goal to, you know, when you put five of them together, then you've got like a whole piece that you move forward or whatever, whatever it is, you know, that's the way to kind of, if you can't drop everything or you can't drop something that you've overcommitted yourself to, like it's essential now you're in it, whether you like it or not, like it or not, it's just an idea to break those things down into tiny man manageable goals it could be better like for your fucking psychological sense you're not looking at this like jesus christ i can't do this kind of helps like because you know okay i can do this and i'll have this one done by tomorrow and then no oh, i can have these next three done by friday and then you know i just think that for me looking at stuff like that helps me feel more motivated and sane uh last card ten of cups reversed like i said uh so ten of cups reversed uh means disconnection misaligned values struggling relationships uh it says you may be struggling for harmony in your relationships you need to realign your expectations and realize every relationship has its ups and downs so that's kind of a condensed uh way of saying there may be miscues uh, on communication within your relationships. And this could be friends, this, you know, family. It's not just your lover. Uh, it all, for me, it all comes down to communication. You know, it, you really need to make sure that that's flowing back and forth. But also either realign your expectations of like, okay, this is what I can expect from this person and, and my relationship with them. And I'm fine with that. Or if you're not, then be like, okay, I'm not going to be this person's friend or whatever. Because um, otherwise, like, 
you know, like it does say, every relationship, friendships, whatever, ups and downs. You know, you kind of have to take people as they come if they're really your friend and you truly care about them. Uh, but if you can't do that, then you probably shouldn't be their friend. Uh, seek common ground with your loved ones. Open the lines of communication, like I said. Reconnect on a deeper level. Be compassionate, understanding, and respectful. These are all kind of... Th I, I liked this because I thought this can also help, you know, when you're kind of shut in and, and cabin fever sinks in uh, with, you know, people you're with or your friends or, you know, family. Keep the, you know, that communication open and, and try to, you know, instead of being frustrated, try to reconnect on a, you know, use an understanding kind of compassion patience to reconnect with that person or persons and, you know, go a little deep, learn something else about them and, and share something else about you or learn something about yourself through them. You know, that that's what I think that means. Uh, focus inward right now on what you want from a relationship. Make sure it aligns with uh, what an ideal relationship means to you uh, and get and let go of what no longer serves you. So that's kind of like what I was saying uh, a little bit what I was saying earlier, you know, find out what exactly it is. Look inward to know exactly what you want out of this relationship, whether it be, you know, friend, family, working relationship, whatever. And make sure that the relationship is in line with that it, or or can be or whatever. And if not, it might be something that you let go of. Uh, you know, you deserve to be in an, what you what you think is an ideal relationship. You know, you don't, you, you know, there's compromise everywhere, but you don't want to compromise uh, your own personal values or beliefs necessarily. So let's think about that. Um, I wrote this down. I think letting other people's values be your own uh, are not, it's not being true to yourself. So bring focus back to what you want and believe regardless of what others do. So that's kind of goes with what I just said. And this also, like, uh, I thought this was a good thing to think about. Work-life balance is uh, probably out of whack right now. You're spending less quality time with family, and this could strain your relationships, make it hard to achieve your happiest contentment. So what I get out of that is sometimes you can uh, be, or maybe even currently, so, so into your work, and it might be a good thing. You might be busy, this busy period, and it's great busy, and you're fucking loving it. You're jamming. You're feeling good about yourself, and and the and the busy and all this stuff about work is going great. But uh, again, it, it it's kind of like going back to what I said about isolating yourself and not communicating with your friends, and them being like, "Well, fuck you." Then you can do that to with your work, and cut your friends or family off, or keep blowing them off before they say like, "Why do I care about you again?" You seem to care about nothing but work, your work or or this or that and that's something good for everybody to to think about from me especially looking at it from my perspective you know yeah i can sit here and lock myself in the library of evil for a long ass time and you know i need to you know maybe think about you know, how long i work or how when when i structure my working during the day that those may be things for me to look at and uh or at least to think about doing so um so anyway that's that's our reading today guys i got something out of that i hope you did as well uh fun times if you like uh tarot or you're interested in more learning more i do a card of the day reading on my instagram every single day at john wayne is dead and then it goes right up onto my uh the john wayne is dead youtube channel so without further ado i think we will move into our story for the day i was reminded of this story actually yesterday when i was talking with one of my friends on skype um I, I won't I'll let it be a, a secret as to where it's brought up if you want to listen but um 
I went to, this is a Nick P story from back in the day. You know how far back in the day? 21 years. Because this is a story about uh, going to OzFest uh, 99. What a time. Uh, I'm going to call this one, You Can Never Have Too Many Eggs in Your Pants. So, this story takes place in the summer of 1999. Um, that's right. I was um, 19, I believe, around that point. And uh, I was working at the... I've talked about this before, but I used to work at a video game store called Super Software in uh, an area of called the Woodlands, which is north of Houston. It's a very rich area. So, uh, Nick and I worked there. Nick was my manager at the time and we didn't know shit about shit we were basically just having fun working together at this place and uh making jokes all the time it was pretty great but one day uh you know we, we get a lot, i went to a lot of concerts much more back in like those days and and you know past than i have recently but it used to be like nothing we're going to concerts all the time and we knew like ozfest was coming up it wasn't coming to houston though Closest it was getting to us was San Antonio. So week of, we're kicking around this idea, you know, of like, yeah, we should just go, man. We should just drive up to San Antonio and go to Ozfest. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um, and so it comes to Friday. The show's the next day. It's on Saturday. And Nick just comes to the store. I, I opened the store that day. Nick comes to the store, you know, close to my shift being over and is like, hey, man, let's just fucking go. And I was like, all right, you know what? I sure I'm off, and like, yeah, he's like, we're off, we're both off tomorrow. I'll make out somebody, I'll get somebody to take your Sunday shift, and we'll just go. And I was like, okay, cool. Now, we'd also been kicking around this idea with uh, our good buddy, the Monsignor, who will uh, re be referred to as, uh, thusly in this story. The Monsignor worked across the street from us in the mall. Uh, the actual mall. Ours was like a freestanding. It, our our store was in a strip center across the street from the mall, and he worked at a, a a store there. And we were always, you know, talking back and forth, meeting up before and after work and stuff. It was it was cool. We've been talking to him about it, and he was like, he had to work all weekend and shit. But he was known. Monsignor was known for his spontaneity at that time, and you know, he. Uh, I called him. I called his like a uh, phone. He was at work, you know, and I, I told him, "Hey, man, uh, we're gonna do this." No, and I and when I say called his phone, I mean that I called from my work from the phone at our store to the phone in the break room of where he worked, and uh, got spoke to him. It's like somebody had to be like, "Hold on, let me go get him," you know, and uh, pull him off the sales floor to come talk to me. And I said, "Hey, man, we're doing it. Nick and I are, are leaving once uh, once I turn my shift over." you know, uh, at three, we're just going to hit, hit the road from here. You know, we're going to drive, drop my car off. I'm going to grab some clothes and we're out. And he's like, Oh man, I got to work. I got to, I'm, he's like, I just got here to work and I got to close and I, uh, hold on. No, I'll call you back. So call, he, he doesn't call me back. What he does is he just shows up around three o'clock at the software store with a bag ready to go. And I'm like, what's up, dude, you going? He's like, yeah, man, I got someone to cover the rest of my shift tonight. And I was like, what about tomorrow? He's like, I'll figure it out. I'll call in sick. Who, ca who cares? I'm going. I'm like, all right, fuck yeah. So we um, we dropped uh, 
my my car off uh, so I could go home and get clothes. And we all rode in Nick P's car, and he was driving a, a silver Honda Civic at the time. So we had we had a good amount of room. Uh, Monsignor has sat in the back, and I, I was in the front. And you know, the the drive to San Antonio is from Houston to uh, it's maybe on closer to the three hour side between between two and a half and three hours, depending you know on variables, of course. But we uh oh we actually just to also date this for you we actually bought our tickets too before we left and uh to do that we had to go across the street to the mall to like i think the macy's had a ticket master that at their service desk so we went over there i think i actually no 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 nick went over and bought the tickets because i was still working so i gave him money and he went over to the to the to the mall and then monsignor bought his own ticket when he arrived uh with you know, proclaiming his freedom of, of going. So by the time we get on the road, let's say it's, you know, five-ish, maybe between five and six by the time we get our shit together. And when we get into San Antonio, it's nighttime, you know, it's it's getting into the evening. And we, like I said, we just picked up and went. We didn't give a lot of forethought to booking a hotel or a motel because we we were just like, yeah, we'll just pull off on the road somewhere when we get there and get a room for the night. No big deal. Well, it was a big deal, my friends, because we didn't anticipate that this, because of the OzFest, every single hotel was like at capacity in San Antonio for some reason. Like, it, we were just like, what? Like, all the all the ones that were on the highway coming up into the city, everything after the city, we were stopping, we were calling you know, there's just no vacancy signs and all this shit. And we were just like, literally, this took us a long time. See, if I say we, if we got into town, say, 8, 8.30, say we roll into town, we're trying to find a room. We stopped to eat in their, uh, their mid-search or something like that because we were just like, what the fuck do we do? We're trying to regroup. We did not check into a hotel room until 1 a.m. and we had to go probably a good 30 plus miles north of of san antonio i think we might have been in san marcus actually or, or somewhere around there or even further than that I, I don't know but it was way way out and we were so exhausted and so frustrated of driving around we we're just like fine fuck it and it was like a nicer hotel right we were trying to find like the 50 dollar motel fucking cheap cheap banger or whatever this was, I think, uh, $120 for the room. And now, mind you, it's 1 a.m. when we check in. We have to leave. We're going to leave the room at like 9 in the morning or whatever to, in order to get back to the thing. And the, the gates open at 11. The first band started at 12. Everything. We calculated how much time we'd need. And it was just like, man, we're paying for like nut. We're paying for barely any time. But like I said, we were frustrated, we were tired, uh, we were just done. So we bit the bullet, we all chipped in on that, uh, and went up to the room and just crashed immediately. Now, good thing, and I've talked about this a lot, always take advantage of a free breakfast at a hotel, even if you're not hungry. And we were starving. And that was a good thing about it being a nice hotel, was it had a nice, nicer higher tiered breakfast kind of buffet if you will and 
we kind of, you know, took turns like showering and then going down. I think I showered first and then I went down and got some food and came back up. Uh, and Monsignor went and, and then Nick P went last. And uh, I remember I, I, I videotaped this back when we had like a, you know, I, I don't know what we were using, like super high eight tapes or something on, on one of Nick's cameras. And uh, Nick comes up from the, the buffet and he's got a heaping plate of food and he puts it down and and he's like man this is gonna last us all day dude and i was like actually that's a good point so i i think i took some fruit off his plate and a piece of toast and uh and then nick goes into he's wearing he's wearing khakis like he's wearing the same fucking clothes from yesterday like from work or whatever and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a hard-boiled egg and he sets it down on the bed and he reaches back into that pocket and he pulls out two more hard-boiled eggs and sets them on the bed. And he reaches back in and pulls out another. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And he starts giggling his motherfucking ass off like one of those Nick P. Giggles, if, you've, if you know who, uh, if you know him personally. And I start laughing uncontrollably. Monsignor's like, what the fuck? And he just pulls out probably three or four more eggs. So we have easily eight or so hard-boiled eggs that he had in his pants. And we laughed our fucking asses off. But I'll tell you this, we ate all those fucking eggs before we left. You may think that that would spell disaster for a hot summer day, but not us because we're savages. So we ate all those eggs and we um, shot off to the to the concert. Um, it was, like I said, it took a while because we were so far out of town. And then there was a line to get in and park and all that horse shit. But once we got there, because it was so early, the grounds were pretty open you know the, and the the first band on the on the second stage that was that day at noon straight up noon was slipknot this is 1999 slipknot uh i i liked them back then i, I was totally blown away by that performance i was like holy shit these guys are uh it's 12 noon on a saturday bright sunny day and these guys are in masks and jumpsuits just like doing just like throwing it down if they were like in a dungeon in hell it was awesome um and uh, that was the first th the first band, but then we ended up seeing like Slayer was there, uh, Primus was there, and Buckethead played with them, uh, and System of a Down was there. Nineteen ninety nine, they're only they had only one album out, and uh, you know we're doing all this, and uh, I feel like as I'm saying this, I wonder if I've told the story to the podcast before. I don't think I have, but if I have, oh, well, this is, you know, I'm doing it again. Um, but we are so thirsty. This is how stupid, this is me. This is so dumb back then. So fucking thirsty. You know, we don't want to spend any money on food or drink. We're trying not to, you know, cause it's festival, super expensive. And I finally, I can't take it anymore. I get in one of the lines for, uh, you know, concessions, super long. And I get up to the front, and what do I buy? Not not bottles of water. I can't buy beer because I'm not 21. I buy two giant fucking glasses or cups of Mountain Dew, like two 30-ounce Mountain Dews, right? Something like that. So stupid. And then I chugged both of them. I chugged, like, the first one, like, nothing. Like, it was, like, this is how I'm quenching my thirst with Mountain Dew back then. I I don't know. I must have been an idiot, but I do have it on good authority that Mountain Dew has since changed since then, and now it's just like acid or something. So maybe it's that. I'm not sure. But I I do that, and then I drink the other one a little bit slower, but still pretty fast, and then I'm I'm good to go. And 
we have been in, you know, this is outside in a field. We've been in mosh pits. Rob Zombie went on. We got right to the front. You could feel the flames from the, you know, the pyro on stage. We are so filthy and sweaty by the end of this. You know, Ozzy went on and he showed his ass and everything. But but uh, we were like, all right, good. After the encore, we get in the car and we head out and i just remember there being this huge line to get out of the parking area because everyone's trying to leave and i just passed out immediately like i fell right to sleep i wake up we're on the road and we're actually stopping to get gas and we pull into this like kind of truck stop gas area somewhere outside of town getting gas we all go inside and it's it's a it's a pretty decent sized little store because it's like like i said it's like a truck stop kind of road you know travel type of gas station uh and one thing they had was a huge selection of porno magazines you know this was pre-internet folks or, or, or this was like 1999 internet when you're downloading it like a a fucking pixel at a time and you know you're trying to time you know so you don't you know blow your load before the first nipple gets revealed you know, th that's like so the magazines were still big in in a in the porno industry i guess or the porno uh distribution uh me method uh so i was in a band called taint which i've talked about before uh with robbie c and some and folks and company and 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 we'd gotten that name from the sketch uh from an episode of mr show where it's like a spoof of Larry Flint from Penthouse, but it's like taint. Like instead of showing like genitals and stuff, it's like it's focused on the taint, which I'm sure everyone knows. But if you don't, it's the space between your ass and your your asshole and your balls, like the gooch, whatever you want to call it. That's the taint. So that was a hilarious sketch. We named our band after it. Then Nick was like, hey, dude, look at this. And he he's holding this. Uh, three pack porno mag combo that's shrink wrapped shut and there's a, a young woman on the cover uh, with her legs akimbo and uh, you know very close up legs are up and the, to where the legs are her knees are in the masthead like they're going all the way through the title of the magazine and he shows it to me and it says taint magazine he's like dude taint magazine I was like oh shit dude you gotta buy that he's like oh fuck yeah I'm buying it and uh so he goes up to the register and he buys it and um we you know we're, we pay after him and this is like it's not cheap dude this is probably like 20 20 plus dollars for a three pack of porn mags back then he's opening up the, the cellophane while while we're paying monsignor and i and uh he pulls it out and he's like oh man fuck and, he, and i was like what and he shows it to me and i take a closer look and it's actually talent magazine but the way uh the lovely cover models knees were positioned it made it look kind of like it said taint magazine honest mistake so nick's like ah, I, I don't want this can i return it the guy at the the register who was just super nice like so personable to us how you guys doing tonight boy just traveling huh? well y'all be careful instantly like turns ice cold he's like nope no refunds no returns and nick's like what i, j I just bought it He's like, no returns, no refunds. It's like, well, Nick gets all frustrated and he says, can I at least have a receipt? And the guy's like, sure. And he prints him out a receipt. And I'm like, what are you going to do with a receipt? And he's like, I, I don't know. Let's go. 
And we just took off. We went out, and uh, I remember the Monsignor hawked a huge loogie and spit it on the front door. Uh, and we were like, let's go, go, and get in the car, back out super fast as we watched this loogie, like, slowly slowly slink down the door of this glass door and uh but you know what i have uh two out of three of those magazines currently in wayne manor all these years later we use them for props and a sketch that we shot here and they are actually in the west wing of wayne manor currently in the band room or the or the uh studio department over there and uh and they live on so so we got home and and that was it monsignor thought he was fired because he ignored every single uh, instance for them to try to get in touch with him. And, and he didn't get in touch. I don't know what happened exactly. But he didn't get fired. He still had his job. And um, that was a pretty fun adventure. That, as far as like, let's just fucking go do this spontaneous type of adventure. Um, you know, there's always a lot of pitfalls that can happen in those. But this one, uh, uh, this one really, uh, it cut the mustard. And the taint. All right, there you go. You know you can never have too many eggs in your pants. I always say that. Uh, one of my things I always say. So thank you guys for joining me for another episode. Uh, I really appreciate you checking out the podcast. Hey, uh, while we're all in isolation, you could maybe tell uh, tell a friend or two to listen to old Uncle Johnny here and, and we'll spread the good word all around uh, and the good news. And the good news is that you can go to johnwayneisdead.com uh, where the show's page is. All those dates are soon to be updated uh, this week as things have been moved and canceled, but things have been rescheduled that I, you know, and I'm hoping that they stand correct. So that will be updated very soon. But you can go to the johnwayneisdead.com uh, shop page and get any of my books. All of my books are available. There's a few copies of The Cycle uh, in there, my latest book from Grindhouse Press. It's very witchy. Also, my new metal bookmark. I think I have like 25 or less of those left and then they're gone for good and a new new design will come out uh i have new stickers 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 that came out they're two bucks and they're rad as fuck totally worth it check those out everything is at johnwayneisdead.com in the uh, shop page there and i will personalize it and send you all kind of free goodies when you get them from me but everything's on amazon everything's on kindle so if you want to load up your kindle with some books uh they are all on there as well so Thank you guys so much. You can always find me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter or on the Facebook at my name, John Wayne Kamianali, and uh, everything you want to know on JohnWayneIsDead.com. So thank you guys so much. Uh, let's make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, washing our hands, taking care of our neighbors, and keeping plenty of eggs in our pants because it pays off. <laughs>